testing. Let me see. Testing, testing. One, testing. two, one, two. We're all here. There you go. Well, welcome to the next episode. Um, shit, I don't. Even, I I'm lost due to what episode I'm on, but um, I want to thank these two guys for driving all the way from AZ, the Devil's Backyard, because it gets hot as a, you know. Uh, I got Tiz, Tiz the barber. Yeah. He left us. He went to Arizona. He was like Cali boy. Yep, no more. AZ. AZ. It can get political, but we might not go there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, his business partner from the product line and the barbershop, right? Yes, sir. Introduce yourself, my man. What's going on? My name is Jacob. Uh, I'm the owner of Lifeline Barbershop in Chandler, Arizona, and Tiz is business partner in the Sanctuary Grooming Products. There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to do this little small podcast to yeah thanks for having us include you guys in the next episode uh i know george told me he's all like you should get tiz you should get so and so and i'm like he's all the way in arizona and the only way i could think of was zoom and then you said hey we're gonna be out there end of the month i'm like sweet done deal yeah, it worked out it. Yeah. worked out even better because i get to meet jacob for the first yeah. time yeah you know introduce him to communism aka california I've been here plenty, but not during the pandemic, you know? There you go. Yeah, I'm a big Newsom fan. <laughs> <laughs> I missed him. You miss him? <laughs> I come back. Uh, one last time? One last time, yeah. Awesome. Well, I always like to start the podcast by asking, how did you get in the industry? And what made you get in the industry? Tis. Um, That's a good question. I think I kind of ventured into a lot of different things, uh, but I know I wanted to use my hands and be creative um originally i was cutting hair in my backyard at 15 and then when i graduated high school i, w I went straight into barber school but long story short i got into barber school um i got into cosmetology uh i'm also a certified makeup artist so i was doing like a uh, special effect makeup that's right your cousin is um Brianna's yeah yeah so she uh, she works for Fenty Beauty yeah yeah she I remember you telling me years ago mm -hmm. that she worked yeah alongside yeah. for her and now she's doing a lot of crazy stuff yeah with she's now. traveling all over all over the place Good so it's cool her. I got to learn a lot from her um, like being her assistant and I, I originally wanted to get into like special effects like cinema makeup yeah but then she was like hey if you want to make some extra money you can assist me. I know it's not the same thing, but, you know, you can make some money off of beauty makeup. So I, I got into that, too. Yeah, um, She's got close to a million followers now, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think, she, yeah. It's I, crazy. I think yeah. you're right. Like, close to a mil. Yeah, she has a pretty big following. Yeah, I, I know because my wife follows her, and I was like, oh, shit, I know her. Yeah. I'm like, that's Tiz's cousin. It's funny because I have clients that they'll say, dude, how come you didn't tell me Priscilla's your cousin? I'm like, I don't know. Like, am I supposed to bring that up like, while well, I'm cutting your hair? Am I supposed to throw I know. that, hey, that card? By the way, I have a cousin that, that does really good makeup. No, nah, like, you keep <laughs> that card in your back pocket for when it needs to be pulled out. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and sometimes it, it just comes out naturally. You know, and people are like, oh, shit, exactly that, how it happened. Yeah. Me, you know? Yeah. Um, Jacob, how did you get into barbering? Um, you know, it's kind of a a destiny for me. And I know that sounds cliche, but uh, growing up, my mom did hair. And my dad built a salon in our house for her. So our den was turned into a salon. Really? And, um, you know, I'd wake up on Saturday mornings as a kid in my underwear. I was the only room downstairs, you know, walk out into the kitchen. And there's like three old ladies sitting around my kitchen table. I'm like, dollars on yeah, like, mom, why didn't you tell me you're going to have people over? <laughs> I run back inside. But, uh, but yeah, you no, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so 
basically in high school, my friends would come over. I had access to all the tools. And so I used to think it would be really funny to, to let them uh, get, to get them to let me cut their hair. And, right. you know, some of them wouldn't let me, some of them would, but over the course of time, you know, I would do it more and more. And I, I remember finding the end result being exciting. Like I, I was proud of myself, you know? Right. But I didn't think anything of it. I never thought of it as a career path. So, um, you know, I went to high school, graduated, and then once that was done, I was pushed to go to college. Everything was, you know, paid for, and I felt like I had to take this opportunity because not everybody has that opportunity to go to college on, you know, grandparents and parents. And so I did, but I just was not happy. It was just not me. I was not learning the things that I wanted to learn. I was an entrepreneur in my head already at that age. And so I just wanted to go out and make money, you know? Right. So I started thinking like, what would be the easiest, quickest way for me to get into owning my own business? And I remembered the feeling of cutting hair and I thought to myself, why, well, you know, naturally I've always drawn, I'm an artist. I get, I mean, I remember cutting hair when I was young, I was good at it. And so let me, let me give that a shot. And so it took a little bit of time to c- convince my parents and my, my grandparents to let me go in, into barber school. But eventually we made a deal. I paid half. They paid half because I had just quit college and they needed me to have a little skin in the game, you know? Right. And so um, I, I went to barber school in Chandler, Arizona, at International Barber College. Shout out to them. They're awesome. And um, I never looked back, dude. As soon as I started barber college, I was already talking about owning my own business, but I knew that I was going to have to take the proper steps to get there. Right. And so I uh, went to school. I w- went and worked at a barber shop in Scottsdale for two years two and a half years actually and learned how to run a bit like how the business was ran you know and then um, at the beginning of that I promised myself two years but I got comfortable and ended up staying six more months and then woke up and realized holy cow I had I had a goal you know and so that's when I started my own my own shop which was a grind you know oh, of course but uh, that's how I got into the industry that's awesome dude yeah good for you man Thanks. see I like hearing good stories like that because you know everyone that comes into our industry has a different path before, you know, like myself, for me, this shit was an accident. It wasn't something that I chose, you know, it was like, I got in trouble with the law and just to kill time behind bars, I was cutting hair with razors and combs. Yeah. And obviously when I got out, nobody was hiring, you know, someone with a background. So I turned to the only thing that I was pretty damn good inside, you know, cutting hair and, you know, one thing led to another and here we are. 11 years, 11, 12 years now. So it's like, damn. Yeah, I always you say know? if we get locked up, we'll be safe because everybody respects a barber. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. Especially you know? behind bars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. George, if you're listening, how come we didn't do a background check? <laughs> <laughs> he knew. He, he knew. knew. Yeah, oh, he yeah? knew. I I told him <laughs> and he was all like, he was like, oh, cabron, some of the best barbers, they're cooks. And I'm like, really you know and that's how we started you know yeah. but he knew i had you know a background and he gave me a chance and you know he george never taught me how to cut hair because i learned that shit through everyone else around me you know but i, I learned everything else besides techno from george and yeah. <laughs> you know just listening to that and it was just you know it's, it's he knows it it's funny that you mentioned that because i play a game at the shop so if i have a new client i'll say hey we're gonna play a game there's two uh, two guys in here that have a record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. guess which guys they are? Really? They, they, they get one right and the other one they get wrong. Yeah, one, one of them one of them 
you would know. You know, you could, you could guess, you, right? Yeah, you could see it. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then the other one it just you, blends in. You would never nice. guess. Yeah, he kind of nice. just blends in with the regulars, yeah. and uh, it's a, it's a good icebreaker. But it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's a good one. I like that one. It, you know, it'd be fun. I'll right. use it next time on the clients. We're yeah. like, can you guess which one? Yeah, who has a record in here? Who has a record yeah. in here? I'll tell you what, Tiz. He brings he brings a lot of excitement to the shop. Oh yeah, I mean, we got stories for days. I mean him. There were times when uh, uh, little Alex, remember, he yeah. he challenged me to a drink off on a Saturday. Remember uh, that? And it were, and me and Tiz were like, you can't hang with us because me and Tiz, we were, we would cut hair yeah. and drink all day long. Yeah. Just I finished one beer, one client, boom, yeah. done another one. And and um, Alex was like the shop hand. He was going to barber school, so he kind of helped us out. And he kind of challenged us, and we're like, are you sure you're up for that challenge? We're like, all right, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So we send them to Norgate to buy um, oh, a 24-pack yeah, yeah, yeah. of Pacific <laughs> We send this ass to Norgate. And then I had my client, I text, I was like, yo, bring a 12-pack. And we had a cooler in the back, so we took out the cooler, and all day we were just, me and Tish, just cutting hair. We did like 20, 30 haircuts, just nonstop cutting hair, no food, just straight alcohol all day. Who won? We did. Alex Dang. was like gone. Yeah. We were sweeping the floor. He <laughs> was back there. He was locked. He was. You know, it's funny. He's in, he's in Chandler right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw um a post. He was like riding a bike and and then he posted. He tagged the, like the town. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, literally where we're we're at right now. And then huh. I told him that we're gonna be out here. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, of course. The weekend I'm out here. You guys are in, in you, you guys Orange are out in Orange County. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you own barbershop. Yeah. What's the name of your barbershop? It's called Lifeline. Lifeline Barbershop. Yeah. How long has it been open now? Uh, I've been a business owner for three years. Three years. Yeah, it's, it's the start of my career. Oh, okay. So yeah. you. So how long have you been cutting hair now? Uh, I've been cutting hair for six years. For six years. Started my license. my business career. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 27. 27. Yes. Dang, you're young. Yeah. You got. I, I knew what I start. wanted, bro. I knew what yeah, I wanted. You that's know? awesome, dude. Yeah. How do your parents feel now? Ah, oh, you know they're proud, bro. Yeah, it's, of course, it's it's awesome. I um. You know, being a barber, a lot of people don't realize like how much it can do for you. Yeah. You know, it's um. I'm thankful for it every single day. You know, my yeah. mom, my mom, she still cuts hair. My dad, he works a corporate job. My mom also has a corporate job, but she had a change of heart recently, and you know she. Wanted to go and become a nu- a nutritionist or a nice. uh, health coach and so you know she called me she's all excited because you know we talk about I'm, I'm i like to stay up on my health for the most part right, right. or at least know enough about it and uh, she was all excited but she's like you know it's, it's expensive you know and i'm like well how much is it you know and she told me and i'm like you know what just because i'm so happy to see you doing something that you want and actually chasing after it like like i'm gonna help out you know and so there's opportunities like that where <coughs> being a barbershop owner is a hundred percent all the puzzle pieces for me because Absolutely. I get to go to in, go into work every single day and cut hair with my friends and the people like I want to be around. Right. I get to have great conversations with people in the chair as well as, you know, get to know new people, which is, that's my personality type just in general. And then I also am able to provide for the family and, and get joy through doing that as well, you yeah. know? And so, I, kn- I knew what I wanted when I was young, but now now that I'm able to actually live it, it's like, 
it's unreal, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I love that story. Thanks, Good man. for you, man. Thank you. Seriously. You're, you're making a huge change and and you're utilizing everything the right way. You know, other other barbers that we know, you know, they just yeah. go flash, flash, flash. and That's not what it's about in. for me, man. You Absolutely. Know? And, and we, me and Tess, we come from that old generation of barbers that are like, you know, we care about the shop, the community, and we want to give back, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think uh, you're you're the old soul because the new generation of barbers are completely different than... You're coming into this industry, you know? man, is, uh, is actually one of my goals to change at least where we are um, in Arizona, how the barbershop, barbershop industry was, was portrayed. Yeah. I mean, when I was looking for my business... Um, my location for the first time i uh, i was looking at a location i was just telling tiz's story earlier today and everything was great it was all uh, she was all about it you know i was gonna sign the lease and then she asked me what are you gonna put in here and i said a barbershop and she goes oh okay let me let me go ahead and you know i'll call you tomorrow i have i have to make sure everything a couple things are in place and i said okay that's fine no problem and so she called me the next day and was like, yeah, sorry, I don't think we can do that. We don't really want a barbershop in here, this and that and other. And it just seemed like she was turned off by the idea of a barbershop. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, you have no idea what kind of barbershop I'm about about to put in here. I'm going to make this place more valuable. You know, you're like, I'm yeah. going to bring traffic. It's upscale. You know, I don't know what kind of image you're, you're thinking that we're going to be bringing here. But in, in reality, I think you're making a mistake. And she just was like, no, no, I need you to go get approval from everybody in 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 the building and i'm like i'm sorry i'm i'm not gonna do that (laughs) you know like i don't i don't feel like i need to ask permission to put a barbershop in here if you're not cool with it i'm gonna go find somewhere else and that's exactly what i did and obviously you found a great location yeah and you guys are booming because i've seen you guys social media you guys are just constantly yeah it's fun man like uh, we have but don't get it twisted i bet you you that lady is kicking herself in the head like Uh, damn it i don't even ask you know but you know it was a grind though like if anybody out here is listening and and you you're thinking about opening up your own shop just it's not easy you know oh, yeah. you're gonna have to go through it and in in any case i think you got to earn you got to earn it because i literally put blood sweat and tears into it you know and i'm not bragging when i say that it's i'm just like letting you know this was not easy and tis saw a lot of it too you know there was a lot of times where i was questioning whether or not i was making the right decision continuing what i was doing and yeah. and um Dude, it was it was gnarly, but I look back now and and if I had to do it all over again, I w- I would, you know, because where we're at now is, like I said before, a dream, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, because I mean, George went through the same thing. I mean, me, George, uh, Sophie, we started, and there were times when it was just dead. Yeah. And George was like pacing back and forth, you yeah. know, and like, oh man, you know, and we're like, George, relax, we got this, bro. There's a light at the end of this tunnel, and he he also believed it 100%. You know, you have to. He'll say it, and I mean, look now, shit, Echo Park now, San Antonio. I'm like, yeah. damn, bro. That's sick. I was like, that's pretty sick. Going, you know, jumping over two fences, you know, or three. What is it? Three, three, four fences, states. You know. I'd like yeah. to meet him one day. Yeah, George. I I think you guys should swing by, and visit George. You know, I know he's. Oh, yeah, he might be in the area. Yeah, I, I mean, even call him, tell him you're in town, and fucker will show up, you know? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably going to show up. If you hear a, a little small Honda Fit with a bunch of techno <laughs> loud, that's him. You know, Sounds like, like a cool <laughs> dude. <laughs> 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 like, 
Like, George, shut He's up. about it. He's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Tiz, what made you move to AZ, bro? Um, originally, I was thinking about moving to Arizona in 2014, I believe. Uh, we went to go visit. Everything sounded good. And I was kind of like in the middle of a crossroad where I was like, hey, I have an option to move to Arizona, start fresh. But it made sense where we can buy a house. You know, the market wasn't as big yet. Uh, I saw a lot of potential. But at the same time, I, I wanted to give myself an opportunity to open up my own spot here in California, um, which I ended up doing. I opened up my own studio. Everything went really well, and I'm grateful for the experience. Um, it made me a better uh, barber person overall, and it kind of changed some of my perspective. So I, I'm not... Uh, I'm definitely grateful to be in Arizona and have the experience that I've had in California right. um, because I think it just helps 100%. I went in with the attitude of, you know, I can I can rebuild no problem. Like there's a formula. There's a formula. Yeah. That, that's what I tell everybody. There's a formula. And some of the things are like um, be the first one in, last one out. And then I think you told me this when I was working with you. Like yeah. it basically was like whoever's making the top sales, you got to outwork them. And that was like stuck in my head. Yeah. So <laughs> literally, yeah. So literally, yeah. I came into the shop. I looked at his numbers. I'm like, oh, all right, he's a top dog. Those are my, those are my goals. And I came in. I was like, all right, that's that's what I need to do. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Tiz Tiz was a blessing in, in in my life and my business because in my shop previously, before he came in, I was I had I had two apprentices, right? right. And they were both my best friends, and I had one professional barber working for me. And when I say it was a grind, I'm not kidding because when I tell you this story, I mean, what I, I was what I was doing, I don't know. <laughs> like, I was, like <laughs> you would ask anybody else, like, why would you do that? You know? Right. And the way it works is an apprentice here in Arizona, you gotta you gotta pay them as a W two employee, at yeah. least minimum wage, right? I, I think here is you cut their percentage or or some 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 deal between you and the barber. Yeah, yeah. that, that uh, would be nice, but that's not how it works there. <laughs> it costs a lot of money. I will put everybody on W2s out there and be like, nope. Yeah. So basically, um I was the I was the most experienced barber for a long time in my shop and everybody looked to me as, you know, what do I do? How do I grow? You know, and, and I could I can help, but as the new business owner, I'm still trying to figure out my way as well, you know, and yeah, so I'm not there's always, a lot on your plate at the same a time. lot. And I'm not always confident in, in my in my answers when it came down to am I am I making the right decision for myself, my business and the people that are working here. Right. And so as much as I played the part, right, there was that little voice in my head saying, man, like, what's next, you know? And so Tiz hits me up on Instagram. He's like, hey, you know, I'm uh I'm thinking of moving to Arizona. I have a couple options, and uh, I think you know your shop is really dope. I wanna I wanna come in and check it out. I was like, yeah, man, that'd be great. And so him and his wife come in, and you know we chop it up, and then he leaves. And I was like, dude, it's so nice to meet. So it was so nice meeting you. And he goes, well, we've met before. I'm like, we have. He goes, yeah, the shop that you used to work at in Scottsdale. Um, I was there one time. I met you. I was like, oh dang, bro, like that's crazy. That's, I I didn't realize. I'm sorry. And then it clicked in my head actually, and I was like. All right, yeah, I have met this guy. And then um, he came in. He ended up choosing the shop, my shop, which is amazing. And for once in my life, as a business owner, I had I was some I, I was around somebody that I could look up to as a mentor because he had more time in the industry than I have, and he 
feel I had way more shop experience than I have because I'd only worked in one barbershop before I opened right. on my own. And so I only knew one way. And so he would open up new ideas to me and tell me, you know, this, you should try this or you should do this. And, and you know, I would take those, I wouldn't take it lightly. I would really diagnose whether or not that would be the right decision. And a lot of the times if I took in his advice, it would only help grow, you know. And so when I say he came into my life, at the right time and as a blessing I mean it because you know look at where we're at now you know we're business partners in a hair product company and we're thriving together and <laughs> my numbers were crazy because I have a I have a big clientele I mean I, gr- I grew up in, in in Chandler Arizona so I, I went to high school there I had deep, I had deep roots right and yep. so and so same with me in Santa Ana exactly yeah. I, I, he knew I had yeah. <laughs> highest numbers yeah. and then once he came in is like he boom reached up there next to me yeah. and we were just like the main two along with a few other guys that were there and we were just hitting big numbers you yeah know? And, you know, it was we, nice though because like, everybody was motivating each other like yeah. we, we wanted to be better we wanted right. to be competitive and we wanted to be the best right whatever whatever that was for us yeah and it was just that it, it was supposed to be uh, like an inside shop you know, motivation amongst mm-hmm. us, and then eventually it just turned into some other thing where we would get invited to be a guest speaker at schools, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we've never done that, but okay, we'll go." Mm-hmm. You know, and next thing you yeah. know, Tiz um, ended up you ended up working for Palm Metro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a Palm Metro educator. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know, um, we never meant to take those different directions, and in our career, it just happened those doors open up and we're like all right let's let's check that out you know yeah i mean i always told myself that i wanted to work with uh andes you know like when i started and i was like yeah one day i want to be on that stage and that day happened and i was on that stage like oh shit how the hell did i get here you know it's a law of attraction you know you just knew you wanted to do it you didn't care how you just knew the end result and now you got there yeah and i built some amazing friends within the company that you know i'm still friends with and you know everyone has gone different directions but the company is crazy you know and everyone follows it i mean i told this before the trimmers and the uh the masters were coming out and i brought them to his studio just to him to try oh yeah out. yeah you did like, yeah no one knew and yeah it was just like, insider trading yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much, right? you know and it was just like certain people that i knew that i trust like 100 percent. like hey check this out and they were like oh shit can i take a picture nope like target no it's my ass on the line you know <laughs> so they knew so when they actually came out numerous people were like dude did you know i'm like did i know I'm like, <laughs> come on bro like you kidding me what did you say to them? Because like, we signed contracts. You can't you know, say certain things. Right. You know, so right. insider trading. But, I'm going to throw him under the bus, though, because he won't touch him, touch an Andy's master. I know he won't. He's a wall guy. I'm a wall guy now, yeah. It's true. He's a wall guy. It's true. But you know what, though? All my trimmers are Andy's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's what? True. I'm not going to lie, dude. I bought the um, baby list. The, the oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The GTX plate. Or, I'm sorry. The, uh, um, what are they called? I don't, I don't even know what the quality yeah. there. Yeah. You know that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, shit. It cuts pretty Bro. good. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah. And I was, I was like between, because I got, I know I'll buy a clipper just to see. I'm like, all right, I want to test it out, check it out. Because when I had the Masters, I was like, all right, Masters is cool. I'm 100% Masters all the way. And then uh, 
wall came out with there was quarter seniors or quarter seniors came out first and then the masters so i was like you know what i'm gonna get a pair i want to compare them and i was like oh shit i'm like they're right there next yeah. to each other yeah I'm like, you know so uh jay carr joe carrillo he he cut my hair and he used the babyliss and it was like super tight and i'm like what are you using and he's like oh it's a babyliss he's like bro these hit you gotta try these, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So his next client, I was like, yo, man, can I line you up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, got it, like, real quick. Yeah. Are you talking about the outliners, or the clippers? The outliners. Okay, nice. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty good. And I was like, oh shit. So the next day, uh, that night, I went home and I text Patty. Shout out to Patty, OC mm-hmm. Barber Supplies, here in Brea. Uh, and I text her. I was like, yo, you got these in stock? And she's like, yeah, I got one. All right, hold on for it. Uh, Swing by tomorrow morning. She's like, all right, cool. So I drove from South OC all the way to fucking Buena Park just to get the damn clipper because it was like, you I, loved I it. wanted it. Yeah, I you wanted like, it. All right. Yeah. I'm a weight guy. I like weight on my hand, you know. Mm-hmm. The seniors are, are cool. They're dope. They're light. But I, I like, I like yeah. to feel that heaviness. I don't know. That's just me. See, know? I'm the opposite. I, yeah. I like... I like everything to be cohesive, and I like it to be, like, ergonomical. Like, I like it lighter, like, because, you know, you're cutting hair for 12, 13 hours sometimes, so yeah, you're, like, yeah. you know, you want it to be, you want to be flexible with your tools. Yeah, so that's yeah. my preference, you know. I'm, I'm not saying one company's better than the other. I just like having, like, a lineup of wall clippers that are cordless. They're consistent. Then, they're consistent, yeah. And then they have one charger. You know, if I drop one, like, they're like a Honda or Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> they're so easy to fix and, like, get back and cut hair. Yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. And now with over the years of cutting hair with the masters, I'm like, man, my hand hurts. Like, you know, I'll be by noon. I'm like, damn, this shit hurts right now. You know, so I now I start switching clippers around, getting a little bit. I got a few of the wall, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> Your face. Them. You're like, yeah, whatever. I got the walls. But I was talking a lot of shit on the baby list, the, the yeah. clipper, because they're fucking long, dude. And they feel like a flashlight. Yeah, you know? they have an interesting shape. So, yeah, yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is this thing? You know, it felt weird on mm-hmm. me, but I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll never get that. You know, I, I talk so much crap that now I eat my words because I'm like, all right, I, I got the trimmer. The trimmer hits. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah. Right? yeah, it's a good, it's a good so trimmer. you know who Rob yeah. the Original is? Rob? Rob the Original. He yeah. He's like those crazy, crazy yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of our buddies, and we hosted him at the shop, and every, every he lives in half the time in Texas and arizona right and so when he needs a space to do some work he he'll call me up and he'll come in and, and we'll host him you know and he he's sponsored by babalist obviously yeah. uh, with sophie stable that yep. you, you guys know her i've yeah. never met her but i've heard a lot of stories obviously but yeah he's the one who convinced me you know because he was in our shop and i was watching him cut hair with him i'm like oh, those look those look kind of sick you know and and so i got a pair and they were cool you know like I like to just test out new clippers and I used them for a little bit and sold them off. But the seniors are just like my babies, man. You know, I use the cordless Andy's masters to take the bulk off and you know, maybe somebody wants like a four on the sides and you obviously you can clip over comb that are just, yep. you're in a hurry, just knock it out. And then my fade, my fade game, my fade game comes from the, the seniors, you know, the seniors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fizz gets down with the seniors. I've seen him. Oh yeah, he does. Do some crazy shit with the seniors. <laughs> Thanks. I'll pick up some seniors and I'm like, I'm like, fucking can't get rid of that shit. Yeah, right yeah. You know? yeah. yeah it's all preference. My masters. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's like second nature. Yeah, I just get in there and be like, how the fuck you do that? You know, it's just 
we all have different styles of cutting yeah. hair. You know? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You yeah, know, um, have different preferences. Like me, I learned how to cut all metal guards completely. Like I could give you a full fade, skin fade metal mm-hmm. guards completely, from a three down to a skin. Yeah. You know, as um, that's because of the guys at Razorbacks, you know. And, um, other styles, I seen Tiz do some crazy shit, you know, with his clippers and you know Jose. Um, who else? Shit, everyone, Sophie, everyone has a different style, you know. I mean, as long as you deliver what the client wants and that satisfaction and you did your part and you give them that great customer service because obviously that's the number one. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. rule that a lot of barbers don't fucking consider and it drives me nuts. They'd be nothing without their clients. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and one thing that you know, me and Tiz, we when we would cut hair, the first client walks in, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And we're like, greeting, yeah, greeting, yep. greeting, greeting, like acknowledging them that they're yeah. here, and we're booked, but we'll get you in, or yeah. you know, Tiz is a prime example of that because coming into my shop, I mean, he had no clientele. I mean, there was nobody here that he knew, and he had to obviously thrive off of the new people, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, dude, in less than a year, this guy is fully booked, had a full clientele, people who knew him, he knew them, and he can't get another a new client right now because he's fully stacked. I mean, it's crazy. That's fucking awesome. Good it's for just, you, bro. It's just yeah. nuts. So proud of you. Yeah. He, he's the prime example of, like, no matter where you go, as long as you're a good barber and you stay true to your customer service roots and you, you provide a good service and a good haircut and a good conversation for that client, then you can survive anywhere. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100%, man. That's yeah, that's really what it comes down to. That's, that's what I keep talking about. Like, there's a formula. Like, once you know the formula, you can go anywhere, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's exactly it. Like, be the first one there. Be the last one to go. You know, work as much as you can. And people have to get to, to, get to know you. Yeah. And then what I do, too, I try to I try, try to talk to everybody. Yep. Whether you're my client or not. Hey, yep. what's up, bro? How you doing? How's your yep. day? Yeah. You know, because it happens all the time. Sometimes he might be busy. And one of his clients was like, hey, I want to go get a haircut with Tiz. Yeah, I've had a conversation with him before. Yeah. He seemed like a cool dude. And yeah. I know him enough to trust him. You know? Trust yeah. him, yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, and that was one thing that me and Tiz always had when we were at America. Yeah, same thing. If I wasn't yeah. there, yo, go to Tiz. Yeah. If Tiz is not there, go to so-and-so. Yeah. I always made options for the clients. We're like, I'm your A, he's your B, C, D, E, like down yep. the line. Yep. You know, that's, that's the way it goes. And when I left America, I literally told all my clients go to Tiz. And then it got to a point where Tiz was booked solid that he started passing everyone else to the rest of the guys. But, you know, I was I was happy for him. I'm like, yeah, dude, take care of them. And even though there were clients that were like, yo, Tiz is booked. All right, go to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Go over here. They'll take care of you. Like, you know, and that's just always been how we've been, you know, between me and Tiz. And, and a lot of the barbers that work with us, they kind of fed off the way that we were energy, yeah. The energy, they were like, oh shit, these motherfuckers are busy. You know, because it got to a point where we were slammed and clients would be like, hey, I was referred by so-and-so, can you get me in? And we're like, not till two days from today, bro. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit, yeah. well, we're like, yeah, man, we're like, sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Tiz, you got, <laughs> I, I got no time, yeah. man. Yeah. Bro, that's no. part of the reason why I don't. That, that's why I'm always in the back now, because I was in the front for so many years, like greeting everybody, talking to everybody. That I'm like, dude, I, I just want to be in the back now. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
shut down. Those yeah. He's in the corner <laughs> talking sports with his clients, and that's it. Yeah. He's fully booked. He's doing his thing. Talking shit. Yeah, talking shit to when everybody. He brings, he brings the ruckus into the shop, man. He, yeah. he starts it up. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Yeah. I instigate. Yeah, I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, I say it out loud. Yeah, like, yeah bro. <laughs> that's, that's like, Damn, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He started. Yeah. He'll even do it to the clients because he's a big sports fan, and obviously, you know, big conversation in the shop is sports, right? So, one of my clients will sit down and he'll just automatically, before I even say hi to him, he'll just start talking shit about a sports team. Like, yeah. Not, not, not in, like obviously. Uh, in a rude way, but he's just joking yeah, around. Yeah, just joking around. Yeah. Poking the bear a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And lo and behold, I'm going to be gone all of June, and guess where all my clients are going, dude? His, his, <laughs> his, uh, his schedule. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try Jonathan. Like, all right, cool. So it's, it's where are you heading? Uh, dude, so listen, after the pandemic, and we got shut down for one month. I don't know how it was out here in California for you oh, guys. We're, but we're still shut down. Dude, we coasted. We coasted for 30 days, dude. We were shut down. and honest, We're still in the 15-day shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so I, I enjoyed being at home. I, I, so did I. I had never. <laughs> yeah, for 30 days. That's it. That, thir- that, that retirement yeah. felt good. Yeah, the retirement. Good. That's, that's retirement. funny. You so I, I had never stopped since I was like 17. I worked retail. I, I grinded school. I went right. to, you know, uh, barber school. And, and I never I just never stopped, right? I haven't taken 30 days off since I was a child. Right. And so for the first time, it was okay. Like, I never I never made it okay for me to, like, stop. And so, like, when I, when I stopped, I was like, man, this is really nice. And so I, I promised myself every year I'll do it for 30 days. And so June, slow, you know, it slows down a little bit. I'm going to Belize, dude. I'm going to go check out Belize with my lady. I'm nice. super stoked about that. And then who knows what the rest of the month will bring us, but we're going to go check that out. Awesome, dude. Good for you guys. So I want to get a little bit inside of the hair product. Obviously, the Sanctuary, that was you. You that was the name of your studio. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me a little insight. I know, I know for a very long time, you've always, this dude was like a product. Oh, yeah, his fucking station. I know. I had too had many products. Kinds of product, and he yeah. Yeah. every day something new was inside the, yeah. the shop. He was like, "Hey, can I try this shit on you?" And <laughs> like, what the fuck do you have, bro? Just use pomade and gel. That's it. You know? Yeah. Because I'm old school. I'm like that. But uh, he always tried new stuff on all the clients. And next thing you know, clients are coming in. They're like, "Where can I get that?" And he's like, "Well, I kind of got it online." You yeah. Know? And so uh, I was pretty stoked. When you launched this, both of you, I didn't know you were part of it until he mentioned it, um, like weeks later. It was like, oh yeah, the owner of the shop, he's my best friend. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I thought it was all you. Like, we work well together, man. Yeah, you keep it silence and work in silence. That's know? what we do. Um, but yeah, give me a little insight of this, bro. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, named after the studio that we had in uh, in here in Orange County. Um it's, it's been my goal for a while to like have my own product line. And I think it went back to like, I used to work at a salon and every Monday or every other Monday we used to have product knowledge classes. And honestly, I hated it. I'm like, man, I gotta go in my day off and learn about these stupid ass products. <laughs> but honestly, it was beneficiary for, for everybody. Yeah. Because I really got an insight of like, you know, certain ingredients, you know, how products work, you know, what's the best way to um, suggest certain styles of products to clients. So I feel like that's always been my background. 
um i yeah we just really wanted to come out with something that we liked i think that was the big thing like there's other brands that are pretty good but i feel like you know it's one product that you like maybe two so yeah. the idea was like bro let's come out with some stuff that we like across the board you know and and creative freedom too like to have fun and you know create something new so when i came up to to jacob with the idea he was dude he was all about it yeah like it, again it had to do with the pandemic when when we got shut down it freaked me out that it, I was solely relying off of one source of income and all they had to do was tell me I couldn't work anymore. I was just like, this is freaking weird, dude. Like, I don't, I don't like this, you know, like I, I want, I want to make sure that I'm secure if this happens again, you know? Yeah. And in the midst of me thinking and, and trying to build an online presence on, on whatever my, my next business move was going to be, he came to me and was like, Hey, I want to, I want to build a product line. I'm like, dude, dope. Like that's sick. You know, like you're the perfect person for it. And he goes, yeah, but you know, I want you to be part of it. I'm like, sold, bro. Like, what? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Like, let's go. You know, we, we were already doing this shit anyway, you know? So, like, let's, let's, two is better than one, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I'm proud of, I'm proud to call him a business partner for sure. That's awesome, man. And it, it took off because I remember when you released, like, the small video and the product, it just, fucking i had numerous people like oh shit this came out his his product and i was like wait what you know because i didn't know mm-hmm. i was tagged in in the post and i was like oh shit that's when i reached out to you and i was like yo did you come up with your product and mm-hmm. you told me yeah man i've been working on it low key this and that and i'm like fuck yeah good for you bro i'm proud yeah. of you yeah you i know? appreciate it and yeah I always mess with you because, you know, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to be up like once a month. Yo, sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. It's pretty funny. You know, like, you don't put something out there with the product. Like, sponsor me. <laughs> and I'll put it just so people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. Sponsor me. No, nah, that's funny. It's just funny because I know he'll get the jokes that I'll mm-hmm. tell him. But um, I was very, uh, I, I was going to hit you up and, and I'll pretty much buy some product and just launch it out here because I want to try it. I want to Yeah, yeah, it. for sure. Now you got you know, a couple and try out. You know, um, I work with Imperial, so mm-hmm. I help them the back end of the product. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole design itself, dude, like the can, everything is just legit. Yeah, I mean, appreciate we've, it. We've both kind of collaborated on the visual, the scent, and then obviously the texture of the product. Right. And so starting off, it was very important to us because we've both been in the industry long enough. We know where it all starts for the client, right? We, yeah. It all starts with seeing the product. We wanted to be, we wanted it to be visually stimulating to where when you when you see it, you want it. Like, wow, that's that's sexy. It's got eye catching. Yeah, exactly. And then the second thing that the clients do is they grab, they grab it, they open it, and they smell it. Yep. And so, you know, for us, scent was like number one, obviously, aside from how the product worked, but like scent was number one for us because one, you gotta, you gotta love what you're putting in your hair. And two, your ladies gotta love what you're putting in your hair. Oh, yeah. So both of our, all three of our scents, and we have more products than just these. We didn't bring any sea salt spray with us today, but when it came down to it, like we wanted something that was going to catch your significant other's nose as well because half the time that somebody's in your chair and they're new you ask them hey how'd you find our shop oh my lady my lady found you guys on instagram yeah yeah we get that a lot 
Wow. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, your lady's obviously wearing the pants, and we go. We want to catch her her attention too. Her attention. So yeah. that's what we did. You know. That's freaking awesome, uh, dude. That rose gold, that rose clay. Yeah, it smells good. Uh, rose water oh, cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. And the olive wood. The the pomade. Yeah. And see, it's different. It's not like your. Yeah, it's very different. Pomade. Yeah. It's called an unorthodox pomade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's water-based, water-soluble. Um, you get shine and hold, but it doesn't get hard. That's the nice thing. You can still run your fingers through it. You can still run a comb through it, and it looks really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I'm going to try this, and you know, hopefully we'll carry it at the shop, man. You know? yeah. yeah, and yeah, don't yeah. forget, you can rub it all over your body. You know, My lower back? Your lower, yeah, yeah, your lower back. It's lubricant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, dude. Good for you guys. And obviously, you guys are here in town for other... You know, car trading and other businesses that we're not going to get into. Actually, uh, <laughs> the main reason we're here is to launch another product in our in our line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that was actually our main priority yeah, while we're, while we're out here. Launching an all-organic bar. So, yeah. So, yeah. Teaming up with another company and getting after it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, dude, be, to be honest, I don't, I don't want to work forever, right? Like, I yep. just want to have fun. And yeah. I think that Tiz and I are both having a lot of fun with what we're doing. You know, this doesn't feel like work. In, in fact, this is like a hobby for us, right? But if your hobbies aren't making you money, you're not doing them right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we're having a blast and just trying to grow a company the way that, you know, the way that we do. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think we both have, like share that personality trait. Like we're both hustlers. Yeah. So we both try to figure out a way to, you know, make some extra income. I thought income. I was a hustler, bro. This guy works harder than anybody I know, dude. It's <laughs> insane, man. He knows it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, knows yeah it. That's what, I feel like that's what we used to do. We used yeah. to battle Magneto, all the bro. time. He won't talk about it until you see it and you're just like, yeah. damn, bro. Like, well, that's the thing that we used to do. We would just like work in silence and come up with ideas. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's do that, you know. Because um, Tiz was the very first barber, and I said it before that he's the one that started wearing... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We used to be in V necks because George and yep. shit, but like V necks and like cargo shorts, and that cargo. came in like with a, a, a vest and you know, shirt and tie. He looked like a, a valet. Yep. Guy, yeah, those guys. yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember that my first day. Yeah, yeah they were like, Oh, uh, go park the, my car. Story, <laughs> um, we haven't really touched base. Uh, so Tiz. I think it was Cinco de Mayo. Was it Cinco de Mayo? Uh-huh. It was like that weekend. There was something going on in downtown Santa Ana. And Tiz was walking around the shop like like a damn shark. And he looked inside the shop. Oh, he yeah, walked, yeah. He walked back. <laughs> he looked the other way. Yeah. And he was just like, says, what's up? And I looked at George and I'm like, I think that dude is a barber. And George was like, nah, you think so? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, he keeps looking in here. And then he takes off. Like two minutes later, it comes back again. Like, <laughs> right? Walks around the fucking windows. If you if you get a chance to go to downtown Santa Ana and check out the we shop, we drove by it today. Yeah, so you see that along on the side. Yeah, on, on, yeah you can see it? everything. On what's that street? Uh, Fourth Street. Not Fourth Street. Um, um, whatever it's called. I forget the name now. And French. French. Yeah. It, it's long windows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you can and see everything. Tis, just walking back and forth, and I I think George. Told him, hey, come in. And George and Tiz came inside and introduced himself. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, you know, you, you were working in Whittier or something like that? Yeah, I was working uh, I was working at a salon at the time in Downey. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he was like, man, this is a cool shop, this and that. And I offered him a job. I'm like, we're looking for a barber if you want to come out here. And George is like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> yeah, he was looking for like, what the fuck? And I was like, and I looked at him like, shut up. I, I do all the, all the time. You know? And he just was like, oh, really? You sure? He was kind of iffy about it. I'm like, yeah, man, come. Pick a chair, bro. I'm like, fucking eight chairs. Yeah. He's like, oh. I'm just here with my family, this and that. We're like, all right, man. And I remember you took off, and then you got came back like on a Tuesday, and I was there. George wasn't there, and he kind of was like, yo, I was thinking about it, this and that, and one thing led to another. Next thing you know, I, I told George, I'm like, hey, by the way, um, that guy that was here like during the weekend, coming, he's coming in, and, and George was like, oh, okay, yeah, he seems like a cool guy, and. You know, next thing you know, and then Tiz shows up, fully dressed, in a freaking quinceanera outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? He's bringing a whole different vibe to the show. And George just like fell in love with the style. He's all like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the H&M because he was a huge. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said yeah. Yeah, guys, we're going to H&M. Yeah, I remember he's that. Like, I'm going to H&M. Yeah, he was the first one to get dressed. Yeah, and he went straight to H&M. And I swear to God, George will fucking vouch for this shit. Went to H&M, bought a bunch of fucking white shirts. Yeah, yeah. Slacks. Yep. And the next day, George shows up, like, all decked out. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? Hey, dude, people find find a vibe into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you look good, you feel good. Right? Mm-hmm. When you feel good, you do better. Yeah. So when, when it comes down to it, and you're wearing a suit to work as a barber, people find like value in that. They're like, yes. man, this guy's classy. I yeah. can take advice from this guy on fashion and my, my hair matters, you know yep. what I mean? So yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I used to do the same thing, but then when we moved into this new location, I was just kind of like, we'll let the location do the talking. Like I'm kind of, yeah. I've been dressing up for seven years <laughs> from over it, you yeah. know? It's cool though, it fits the vibe. Like the shop is super laid back. Like you can tell people like being there, hanging out. You yeah. know, I think and at that time, good. you know, um, me, I always wore the smocks, obviously shout out to Sator, you know, since Sator was the first one to make the uh, aprons, the aprons. Yeah. And then I got an apron and then everyone got an apron and mm-hmm. then Sator came out with, the um, the smocks mm-hmm. and I think you were the first one that got a smock. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then it was me and then it just fucking blew up. Dude. Then he started getting orders from. Uh, everywhere, yeah. everywhere, dude, all over the world, and we're like, oh shit, man, you know. Yeah, he's busy. So I still have. That's basically what I wear. I wear the smocks. It has my name, you know, the zip up, black one, the it's white classic, one. Classic though. And you know. Yeah, crazy. I have an apron from him right now. That's yeah. that's the apron that I use. It's, it's from him. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, shout out to Zator, cool dude, and people always tell me like, oh, where'd you get that smock? I'm like, oh man, this shit is old, man. Like, but can't get that anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's clean. It's one of the original. It's quality. Yeah. You know, but um. Yeah, it's crazy. So he brought in that style, and then slowly every single barber until I was the last one who fucking gave in, and I was like, "All right." Hey, you were. Hey, you literally were the last one. I was yeah. the last one, dude. I'm yeah. like, "All right, I'm fucking done with this." Yeah, shit. yeah. I I Take my money so you can stop coming in. <laughs> and that's because George kept bugging the shit out of me. He kept telling me like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta be like with us. You gotta." Yeah. I'm like, fuck that, you know. And I was so against it. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, "All right." Kind of like, you know, I look, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it made a difference. Good, I feel like, bro. yeah. And then um, when we had our first, uh, I remember that year, I did, we decided to make a, an event. One event a month. And I think we started January uh, with the, the Christmas party and then February was uh, some other shit, then March, mm-hmm. all the way to November till we did the mold down. Oh, that? yeah, yeah. And so uh, if you ever see the photo of like all of us, his, we're all dressed the same, you know, that was the, that weekend of mold down, you know, that a bunch of barbers from all over the states came out here and did the whole competition at the Yost Theater. So yeah, that was cool. That was that fun. Was, that was a cool experience. So whenever yeah. I post that picture up on social media, I'm like, oh, man, when we used to work for Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And everybody else would be like, you guys no but the cool thing is that it, it kind of blew up like you not like you would see up. a bunch of other barber shops doing the same thing yeah even the smocks like, yeah yeah i seen other barber shops um some in in oregon texas in the midwest east coast wearing smocks i'm like oh shit like damn so it kind of created you could say a trend but it, it benefit the shops because you know i see photos and i'm like oh my god man you guys look dope. That was the like first that. thing that I bought when I became a professional barber was, was an apron. I was so excited to have my own apron. Because in school, bro, we all had to wear this blue freaking zip-up jacket. Yeah. I, I was just not about that shit. So uh, when I could have some creative freedom in my outfits that you know I could I could rock on the floor, right. I was like, I'm buying an apron, you know? So I went on Etsy, trying to find the coolest apron I could find. I got the freaking... Uh, straight razor engraved into it you know i was all about it bro and uh i still have that thing to this day but we just got some leather ones made from nice. the, with the sanctuary logo on it oh yeah really? yeah pretty nice oh, yeah sick, bro. Mm-hmm. we have a leather worker that comes into our shop and i was like hey can you can you make this and he's like i never tried it but i'll i'll give it a shot and that's the thing that happened with sator yeah, yeah. he was yeah. the first one to be like can you make me this yeah and then tiz had like this dope apron I, no, like, I think it was Danny. I think Danny knew him. Danny I think Danny you? knew him, and then Danny was making his own. But then I asked him, like, "Hey, can you make me something?" And that's what that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and Danny got all sore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know it's funny. I remember that because then Danny started making his own apron, and I think he I don't know if he was talking shit or something. Yeah. Something, something happened, but something he, happened. he made his own apron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, and then. Uh, Sator made his apron, and I was like, oh, shit, bro, that's sick. Yeah. I want one, you know? And yeah, they started making a bunch. It's unique to yeah. you, bro. You know, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Trip's apron was sick. I remember his, when he had the oh, Trippy logo. Yeah. yeah. Then it, it didn't, everyone became so creative. Yeah, they started doing their own things. putting their own logo yeah, on it. Patches and, and stuff. Like their patches, their style. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And Trip had, shout out to Trip, he had like the best one, because his was like his logo, and it was just, very unique and we're yeah. like oh shit you know that shit is dope but it's like the evolution of the barber apron you know yeah, yeah for real and then obviously it just took off now you see all those great aprons and smocks everywhere yeah I and mean, it's even yeah. past barbering now it's like you got tattoo artists that wear them yeah they got, do yeah, so yeah. They're all I've seen a lot of tattoo artists uh, that wear them um, what else uh, mechanic guys you yeah. know they, they do yeah. like some work with them Hey, but they serve a purpose, man, because there's nothing worse than going home all hairy. 
you know yeah. you, you can't those hair splinters are real oh you know dude. so as, as he had a bad one yeah he was out yeah, yeah. Weeks. That looks, that looks stupid <laughs> yeah you know what that was was a hair splinter was yeah that? yeah Dang. we're looking yeah. at his thumb for anybody who's, who's listening yeah you got an infection from a hair splinter and yeah yeah he was out yeah a few weeks bro so it's my right hand it's my cutting hand and i i literally remember going back to work and i couldn't use my thumb so i'm cutting hair with the clipper in between like my my middle finger and my ring finger yeah like this. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was cutting hair like that wild, yeah i was like this and for some reason dude the fucking haircuts became flawless even with a fucked up thumb like it was i crazy. don't know maybe <laughs> like, oh, shit, they, they took forever i remember that yeah, yeah i felt bad i'm like dude it's gonna take me like an hour each haircut I was cutting her like a, that. A hair splinter. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you're sticking your thumb up your ass too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was, that was the the hair splinter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that one was crazy, man. Because uh, I remember when you got that, and you were just like couldn't cut hair for shit. Man. Yeah, it was wow. fun though. I took like two weeks off and was watching Pawn Stars and drugged up on I don't know whatever they gave Vicodin. Bro, they gave me Vicodin. They gave me Vicodin for that. Dude, my first month as a professional barber in the brand new shop that I just got a job at, I'm using a Dovo Shavette. I still use that same razor to this day. Right. And I love it. I, I, I can't use another one. And so in the Dovo, you have a slide. a slide, And yeah. so you, you put the razor in, you put it down. For some reason, the plastic in, in my slide, my little slide, um, it, it got like waterlogged. And so I had, a, it was in that moment, I was trying to push it down and it wouldn't, it wouldn't go in. Ooh. And my finger slipped and just oh. like that bro i didn't even know i didn't feel anything i just felt pressure on my thumb on my my index finger and dude <clears throat> i went down and i looked at it i was like shit that's that's bad that's you know so i grab it and i'm brand new you know i'm brand new and i go up to my uh the owner of the, of the shop and i said dude I, I think i just cut myself it's pretty bad and he goes okay just put some styptic on it and you'll be fine i'm like no, it's like, nah, dude, I think it's worse than that. Like, yeah. I think I, like, come, come check this out. So he takes me outside and I, I show him, he's like, oh, fuck, dude. And we go, I go water it. And I didn't feel pain until I put water on it, dude. I, I put water on it. I was like, it's oh like my God, dude. Like, and then I go like this and I bend my finger, bro. And that shit fillets down. You could see oh. my bone, dude. Mm. He goes, bro, you need to go to the hospital. Just get out of here. Go to the hospital right now. So my dumb ass is driving, trying to find a fucking hospital, which I did not know where one was at the time. I'm, I'm holding my finger. It's bleeding everywhere, bro. I almost got in two wrecks just trying to Google Maps a hospital, drive at the same time without, you know, in my head, bleeding out. But in reality, it probably yeah. wasn't going to. Six stitches later, bro, that shit was gnarly. I still have a sick scar. Shit. Yeah, I bro. remember um, one of my clients, I was cutting his son, and his son kept moving, and I told him, hold his fucking head. So I put the, the hair between my fingers, you know, and I right when I was about to take that cut of the hair the kid moves and I literally took the chunk of the uh, muscle like completely and like, that hurts too like, bro like you know that piece right yeah there, like, that meat bro look at this one and I was like ah oh. yeah that's my favorite one Oof. yeah I do it all the time I was so fucking pissed dude I literally <laughs> grabbed the whole sticky powder and put it right there and my client was like I'm sorry and I'm like mother yeah like this haircut's gonna cost you triple yeah so I ended up just doing everything with the clipper on the yeah. kid, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, you just ruined my Saturday!" Because uh, it was uh, my first cut at eight in the morning. Uh, you had to go Jesus. the whole oh, day. Yeah. There's, yeah. Nothing, there's nothing worse than cutting hair with a cut, man. Like it's to sucks. start off with a cut. Yeah, bro. Oh man, it was so crazy, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. 
I was gonna fucking kill you. You know, that's why I never understood the whole concept of charging less for a kid's cut. Like, I, I don't, I don't personally do, do much less. Like, right. in my shop, we're $35 a haircut and $30 for a kid's cut. Now, in theory, that's, that's expensive for a kid's cut, yeah. but, like, bro, like, people nowadays, they, they want their kids to have, like, the freshest, tightest fade with the hard part and, like, these crazy cuts, and I'm for like, real? yo, like, that's I don't, and, and it's harder to do it on a, on a kid on than a it kid. is on an, on an adult, because yes. they're moving, I mean, I had this one kid screaming, like, I had to take him into the back and finish his haircut, because that shit was wild. It was but, like an exorcism. Oh <laughs> God, dude, no, like, the fact that I even finished the cut, dude, there was so many times in my head where I'm just like, when am I gonna, when, when is too much? Like, when am I gonna kick these people out, you know? But, like, dude, I, I, I will always cut a kid's hair, yeah, but it's too. not my preferred haircut, right? So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to get compensated for it, and so is every barber in my shop, because yes. nobody really loves to cut kid's hair, let's be honest here, you know? Yeah. And so I never understood the concept of charging less for a kid's cut, because in, in my head, I'm like, we should be charging more, you know? Shout out to all the kids that come to us. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> we, we love you guys. I got so many kids today, I'm like, hey. They pay the bills. Too. Right. That's yeah. it. Just, yeah, that's just do it. So uh, one trick that I learned from uh, my buddy Danny, uh, Success Addict from Instagram, um, was putting a dollar on their on their chest and then making them hold it with the chin. And yeah. it's crazy. And it fucking worked, dude. So since then, every kid that is like moving along, I'm like, all right, you want to play a game? And they're like, yeah. All right. You can hold this dollar the whole haircut it's yours so they're automatically they're like oh shit i'm gonna hold this motherfucker through that's a good trick when, you know there's times when i'm like want to get to the back of the neck and i'm like all right you can leave your neck uh-uh <laughs> yeah. nah. i'm like why not the dollar's gonna fall and i'm, I'm gonna lose and i'm like dang that's right. smart bro i'm yeah, over so here doing midget spinners and shit and like that does not work no you know? try it you know and this is like an inside trick that I learned from him and I'm like oh shit so whenever I would teach classes for Andis or go 24 7 uh, and go to hair salons I would be like yo how many of you people ladies barbers um, cut kids hair and they were like oh we fucking hate kids I'm like oh shit like, alright well here's a trick mm -hmm. and that's a nugget like, right there man they're like oh, it's valuable oh my information. god and they're like oh my god and then some of them would do it and tag me on social media they're oh, like, that's cool. It fucking worked. It worked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, shout out to Danny for showing me that trick and sharing it with everyone else. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good trick. It's, it's a, um, yeah, dude, I've been using it. So check it out. I'm going to try, try it. Try it. See if it and works. And the parents probably love it too, you know? Oh, yeah. And some kids are like, yeah, my dollar, you know? Yeah. And then the parents, obviously, mom, dad would be like, bro, thanks. You know, yeah. We'll throw extra, you know? Yeah. But, and so it just builds up a better relationship. I, one thing that I do hate is when kids want to be on the fucking iPad. It drives me nuts. It's like, nah. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. get bothered by that. That's the only it thing distracts that works them. most times yeah. for me. For you? Yeah. Really? I like to talk to them. So if they're holding the dollar, they could talk, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. this and that, but. I respect that, because there are kids that come in, and they're they're old enough, you know, six, seven years old to sit, to sit still, and, and having good conversations with them is good, because yeah. it gets them to enjoy coming into the barbershop, and when they feel like they're your friend, you know, obviously, yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking back, about, like the know? older kids. Oh yeah, like ages seven to. Yeah. Bro, I have I have a kid client that loves getting the massage. Oh yeah, he uses the yeah. massage. The, oh, the uh, hand massage. Yeah, he calls me Mr. Tiz. 
He's like, Mr. Tiz, is it time for massage? Nigel's son. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He's cute, too. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a cute kid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's funny. Yeah, and and I have some kids that they'll sit like a fucking statue, bro. Yeah. They're just like, don't move at all. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of the kids are better than yeah. Some of the kids are better than adults. Yeah, For real, yeah. Some adults are like turning yeah. around. Yeah, like, bro, I almost took your damn eyebrow. Like, bro, shit, I know. I have some, uh, yeah, you know those clients that want to talk to you, so yeah. they turn around. Yeah, bro. yeah. And they're moving, they're moving the chair with their feet. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I lock it. I'm like, <laughs> 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 but it's crazy, man. Um. But yeah, dude, uh, I like the product. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Thank you guys for, you know, yeah, of course, giving bro. me some samples. And yeah, definitely. Know, yeah, it was amazing meeting you for the first time. Yeah, I man. Thank you for I having fo- me on the podcast. I, fo- I follow you on social media, and I see you know what you've created and tis along, and you know it's very, very cool that you have a solid team and your shop is, it's growing, like a lot. The moment you open to now, it's like, oh shit! Like you guys are killing it out there, and you know, hopefully you build another one across, uh, yeah, yeah. across town. You know, we might be having something in the mix. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, the bar soap. Oh, We're yeah. excited for that, bro. Yeah, I'm excited, excited for that. I'm excited. For yeah, we got a couple guys. projects coming up, so it should be cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we're That's excited awesome, too. Man. Yeah. One thing, that, uh, one thing that uh, one thing that I want to just um say on here before before it ends is that. Another, uh, let me just go back a little bit. Like my, my favorite thing is to inspire people. Like I want to inspire people to do better in their life. And I'm not trying to be a motivator, motivational speaker, but this is my first time on a podcast. And if I can at least leave somebody with like a little bit of a nugget on their journey on owning their own barbershop is, um, my, the, the biggest lesson I learned in life so far is losing my ego in, in things like this. And, yes. and especially in an industry where there's a lot of big egos you know and, and and that's fine you know but in my in my opinion that that's only going to hurt you rather yeah. than than help you and so if you just you let go of your ego a little bit be humble about your process do everything the best that you can and then don't make it a competition in the shop if you're going to hire people and somebody else sits in you know your client sits in somebody else's chair that's not a problem you need no. to make it a team environment and you need to make sure that everybody is on the same page with that if x sits in wise chair like dude it's okay they'll be back that means that you're doing good and you're booked or you pissed them off that should be a learning lesson you know yep. and so just treat everybody as as you'd want to be treated in that chair enjoy what you do and 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 the best thing that you can do is just humble yourself and enjoy the process because as much as in the mid in the midst of growing your business y- you hate it and you want to quit and you question everything that you do like when you look back bro it's a journey like just just don't rush you know like just enjoy every every minute of it even when you cut your finger off yeah, yeah. we talk about that all the time yeah. like especially with the product line because there's yeah. challenges you know there's stuff that we're learning and you know things that don't go our way so every time there's a new challenge like i look at jacob i'm like dude it's welcome to day one it's day one you know because that's the yeah yeah we get excited because that's part of the journey you know it's yeah. not it's not a um it's not a loss you know it's a learning opportunity yeah it's a learning lesson that you I, I consider, you know, everything that goes on in your life, it's, it's a book. You're writing your own book, your own chapter. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, good or bad, it's it's part of your book. You know, we, in personal life, you name it, barbering, it's your whole entire life, it, it's a book. 
Yeah. So the good and the bad, the bumps, it's a journey. And yeah. if you and if you could share the experience with others and just, you know, like, oh man, I've been I've been here. You'll be all right. Yeah. Like, trust me. You're good. You're on the right direction. And that's why I appreciate you being know? here because I've never you know, there's people here and there that you get to have a conversation with, but that's not it's 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 rare that I have a conversation on a podcast with a bunch of other barbers listening, you know, so yeah. if there's somebody out there that's going to open up their own shop, dude, just enjoy it. Have fun. Even yeah. When it's not fun. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. Um, any last words, Tiz? Um, thank you for having us. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Man. We're back in California. In Cali for 24 hours. So yeah. It's nice Chilly weather too. <laughs> uh, follow uh, Tiz on Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, at Tiz does hair. And then if you're into sports cards, uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Sanctuary Grooming. Yeah, Sanctuary, Sanctuary Grooming. Grooming. Yeah. Follow Sanctuary That's Grooming. That's Instagram too. Yep, at Sanctuary Grooming. And, yeah. uh, and then Jacob. Yeah, I'm positive actions, mm -hmm. but actions is spelled with a Z instead of an S at the end. Huh. And you like know that. why? Because I only like to move forward. Positive. Positivity. Positive vibrations are everything for me, so. That is great, dude. I like that. I like Thanks. it. I didn't know, and now I know. Shit, I like it. Well, guys, thank you so much for you know joining me on this podcast and you know making your journey out here. I know you guys are pretty exhausted and you know probably crash out. And you know, um, it was great. It was great meeting you, Jacob. Feel the um, same. You know, aside from the egos, love it. Yeah. That that whole thing is one hundred percent because Tiz knows that I. I don't walk around with egos like at all. I'm just me. Yep. I'll fuck around, joke around, and yep. talk shit, and yep. that's that's who we are. Exactly. You know? And, you know, if you see me in the street, I'm like, what's up, bro? Let's yeah. go have a beer. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. It's time to goof off. You know. But There's a time and a place to have an ego, but yeah. not when you're building a business. No. Because it'll get shit on real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Dude. And there's been small businesses that have gotten shit on real quick. <laughs> yeah. Along that, but. Thank you guys for coming all the way out here. Everyone listening, make sure you guys follow these amazing guys. I'm going to put all the description on, on the tag and just enjoy this podcast. And thank you guys, guys for listening, dude. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Yeah, seriously. And thank you again for having us on the podcast. Peace out. Peace. Bye.